Hey guys, happy Wednesday. And since it's Wednesday, you know it is another opportunity for a live podcast. So I wanted to come to you and share what I just learned in a training with Jarek Robbins. My question is, what would you do with 168 hours? What would you do with 168 hours a week? Jared was coaching us on how to maximize our time without burnout, without, you know, feeling like we didn't have anything to give and without necessarily sacrificing all the things that we wanted to do with family, the important stuff. So he talked about what to do with 168 hours a week. Uh, He started us off with talking about how many hours a, a day do you sleep? I sleep six to seven hours a day. So I calculated six hours times seven, which leads to 42. Then you would subtract that 42 from your 168. Now, I need to do the rest of the math for that, but you know, you have to go on with how many hours, minutes are you allotting for meal times? Now, generally, I only eat two meals a day because I intermittent fast. He was allotting three hours a day for mealtime and possibly some rest and and digest time to help with your optimal health and well-being, giving your time to rest and digest, giving yourself time to rest and digest your food. I will give myself maybe an extra 20, 30 minutes in the lunch hour um, to be able to take a walk to listen to some soothing music. And so I would count that as my rest and digest. He was talking about using your time um, for breath work, for meditation, for yoga, to help that rest and digest process. That is not quite how my day works, but maybe I need to allot that time in um, my 168 hours a week. So that's three hours, seven days a week. That's 21 hours. So 21 plus 42 is 63 hours out of our 168, which now I can do the math. 168 minus one, excuse me, minus 63. Speaking of rest and digest, um, I, I was eating before I came on here. So that brings us to 105 hours left of our week. Now, um, He advised us to start with the most important things on your schedule, the most important things that you don't want to miss out on, you don't want to lose track of. I want to say it's the things that absolutely positively have to happen. That includes, you know, time with significant others, time with family, time with your children. Um, He mentioned for him, it was bath time with his son. Because his father, Tony Robbins, was always on the road working and didn't necessarily have those moments with him, you know, to have quality time with him. It doesn't have to be around bath time, but that was just the example that he used, that he had never missed a bath time. That was a personal goal of his. Now, that would, you know, I would have to allot an hour for a significant other, perhaps an hour for mom, sister, other family members. So now we're at least two hours a day 
seven days a week. That's 14 from our 105. That is 101 hours left. Okay. So what else absolutely positively has to happen? Do you make time to move your body? I am going for three to four days a week of moving my body. Some of it I fit in. Oh, I forgot doggy time. I'm going to have to fit in doggy time in there somewhere because she has play needs. She has needs to get out and move too. Most of the time I'm combining some of my movement time, my walking time, with time for her to walk, with time for her to play. Um, So that might be an hour a day between the walking. Well, actually you have to do at least an hour, four days a week. So that's four hours plus at least in half an hour to 45 minutes a day for doggy time, play time, walking, all of that. So that is, let's, let's call it an hour to make it easy. So an hour of doggy time a week. So that's seven hours of doggy time. And we said four hours a week for moving my body, other kinds of exercise. <sighs> So four plus seven is 11. We're at 101. So that's 190 hours left to work with y'all. Now, Jared pointed out that most of us, we fill in our schedule with work and things like that before we fill in our schedule with personal time and family time. So now that we've gotten some of that out of the way, and I try to do more family fun stuff on the weekend. So I don't know if that really should count as our seven days a week, but that's my time to build in things to talk to you guys about, to schedule podcasts, which also needs to be on there. That's my time to um, batch some work. Um, I have a lot of time spent for administrative time for my businesses. So that's going to go in that 100 hours, administrative time, tasks, uh, marketing, uh, returning phone calls, returning messages, um, business paperwork, all the things. And then I do at least seven to eight hours of work in my other business a day. That's going to take some of those 100 hours that I have left. Let me see what else. Uh, today lunch was kind of taken up with business and personal development. Tony mentioned that, you know, are you giving time for personal growth? Are you scheduling a half an hour to an hour to read a personal development book, a chapter in the book? Are you scheduling time to go on trainings? Are you scheduling time to improve your skills? You know, I haven't, um, necessarily done that I have some trainings that are on there Monday and Wednesdays anyway um sometimes things get pushed aside for other business needs but that should be going into your 100 hours and this just was a really different way for me to think about it um fortunately we have his schedule to model from and how we put all of those things into place and then he added one other thing If you wanted to accelerate your business and fast track your business, you know, what you do with that hundred hours, hundred hours may look very different than what you do with that hundred hours when you're at Jarek Robbins level or Tony Robbins level or 
Um, I'm trying to think of some other people, Jesse Lee, um, Jesse Lee's level, or if you are at uh, girl, wash your face level, or if you are at, um, oh boy, drawing a blank and the ketones haven't kicked in yet. If you are at Michael Todd level, if you are at um, <clears throat> Elrod level, how would your 100 hours look different? You know, at their level, they're not building so much anymore. They're maintaining. So he would have to push a lot harder. I have to push a lot harder, you know, because one of my businesses is fairly new and I have a lot more um, learning to do. I have a lot more systems to put into place. My other business has systems already in it, but the newer business is taking more of my time and energy. So it's going to take probably the most, probably 90, 95% of that hundred hours. Whereas, you know, three, five years down the line where that's automated, I have my support networks, my support systems in place. I can use maybe 75% of that hundred hours for both businesses, let's say, or any other businesses I am engaged in or for writing or for creating webinars, I could do that because I would have more time freed up three to five years down the line. So think about your schedule as what you're trying to do now. What's the primary goal with your business, with your personal life? Maybe you're still in school. That took up 100% of my time when I was studying, when I was in graduate school. So as you are growing and as your business is getting better, you should be tapping into more community. That was the last part of what he talked about. Because the community is what you what sustains you and by you also scheduling time to help to give to the community to sustain the community the community is able to give back to you in the same way you get what you give it's simple but it's not you get what you give so he had us do an exercise and putting in what we would like to receive from the community and what we can give to the community and I saw a lot of things about encouragement. I saw a lot of things about prayer. I saw a lot of things about, you know, tips and techniques and skills. But everybody who was wanting to receive had something that they wanted to give that fulfilled the other person. But you have to be building community. Community is what makes it work better. He showed a, a, an example of, race car drivers, pit stops. I think it was Formula One back in the past. I think it was in the 50s or 60s where they had maybe four people working in the pit crew to change the tires, uh, check the belts and do all the things, top up the gas, all of that. And then you switch to like a year or so ago, they had like 15 to 20 people in the pit stop. They went so fast, you couldn't see what the heck they were doing. Now the previous pit stop took about a minute this pit stop took, I would say, two minutes, three minutes would have been really stretching it. It was so quick, we couldn't even see what they were doing. But they were in and out in no time. 
so that they could capitalize on their runtime, on their go time, and really put those minutes to work on the track. So having a community to lift you up, to support you, to undergird you, to look up to, to see people who are a few steps ahead of you and get information on, well, how did you get there? What are you doing? So you don't have to recreate things, gives you back more of your minutes. Having community means that you have somebody there to come and pick up the slack and say, well, here's a neat little hack I found that's been working and my business is exploding. You know, I rely on my community for my other business to say, you know, what, what do you use to help you with returning phone calls? Uh, what do you use as far as, you know, scheduling? All of those things, electronic record. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just talk to people who are already problem solving if that's what your need is. And at the same time, I'm available to say, hey, here's what's working with this issue or that issue. So somebody else doesn't have to struggle alone. It just makes everybody's life easier. And it makes it so that you can use your minutes better so that you can use your minutes to build community for your business and to build community for your personal. It means that you can use your minutes as you're growing and accelerating your business to help undergird you when you need a little more encouragement, when you need a little extra push, because maybe you're not pushing hard enough. Um, When you are struggling for ideas and creativity, which is what I got from the community today, more ideas and community and creativity. So you can use your 100 hours better and more efficiently and more effectively. Um, But that's the gift. You know, what are you going to do with your 168 hours a week? I have a shell of what I'm going to do, and I'm going to sit down and really plan it out after this. I had already committed in another accountability group that I was going to offload some administrative tasks that I could automate this week. So I'm working really hard to automate things, and I hope that you benefited from this. If you did, leave me a comment um, and let me know. If you know somebody who can benefit from this podcast, please share them out and also let me know where you're sharing and if you're sharing and also give me a shout out on social medias, on Instagram, on Facebook and tag me in it to let me know where you're shouting me out to. Thank you. And as always, have a wonderful day and I will see you next time.